Warning, this episode contains content that may disturb some listeners. If you're sensitive to violence and mature themes, please stop listening now. Forget who's in charge. This here is my ship. Oh, there you are. Your ship is descending into the depths, you fool. Cornelius, who wins if this ship remains beached? Put those damn plans on hold, please. Yes, you there, soldier. Uh, yes, Skipper. Seek Pelsart House. We need him. The young private took off across the deck, seeking Pelsart as quickly as he could. All around him, men were hurling large crates into the sea unhinging the great brass cannons of the Tavia Pirates they found, all in the vain effort to lighten the ship by Jacob's command. As he ventured below, he witnessed women and children awaking to the chaos. In his haste, the private tripped over himself in the winding holes. He turned to see a drunk reveler having their way with a young girl. Perhaps, if this was the end, this was how the man wanted to go. Oh, it was sick. But there wasn't time to stop it. He had to find Pelsart immediately. The next steps were crucial. He knew this. Finally, after what seemed like an eternity, the young private reached Pelsart's door. Commander Pelsart! Pelsart, come out! We need you up on deck by the request of Skipper Jacobs. Oh my, Jacobs needs me? What on earth has happened, boy? I felt an ungodly crash. Was, Was that but a dream? No, sir. I'm afraid it's really happening. It's an absolute mess down here. The men can't control their inhibitions. People are throwing things off the deck. I, I really don't know what to do. I don't think anyone does. Yes, alright. I think I see. You must understand I'm still struggling to stay on my feet. I've had quite the week. When you're ready, sir. Pelsar placed his arm around the private, and the two navigated the halls once more, sidestepping the now obscene debauchery taking place amongst the passengers, as women and men engaged in sexual acts in the halls. Pelsar could only gawk in confusion, his head was spinning as the fever took hold once more. He could barely keep his feet, let alone intervene. The alert soldier deftly guided Pelsar through the ship until they rejoined those on deck. Ah, welcome aboard. We haven't seen you in days. Where have you been? 
<laughs> I've been a little under the weather. <laughs> Soldier, thank you for helping me up in this state of mind. What did you say your name was? Oh, I didn't. Uh, that would be Private Weaver Hayes, sir. As you were then, Hayes. a last-ditch effort. The ship has been sitting on top of a reef since last night. I made the call this morning that we knock off the mainsail. I pray to heaven that we would be lifted off this forsaken reef, but looking at the damages down below, I doubt we can even repair it. Our options are thinning. I fear, for the first time, that I may never see my home again. Utter madness since we beached last night. The men have lost their minds. There's been nothing but drinking, fornicating, and fistfights. Rations are being broken into. Ruffians fight over the precious reserves of water. I've seen people dressing in my finest clothes. Red silk capes, my woolen jacket. It is dire indeed. But if the ship doesn't make it off this reef, there won't be a need for such luxuries. This accident has awoken some fire within me. My duty as commander is finally resonating once more with me. I feel as though I can focus for the first time in weeks. Now, to save these poor souls. We are going to die here. And honestly, I think that's fine. Since last night, Jacobs and Pelsart have been running around like headless chickens. They've been desperately trying to save us. How? Why? We don't deserve to be saved. I see pitiful men and women praying to God for help. <laughs> Certainly God is not going to save us. We are simply not worth saving. I know he cares not for the petty grievances of 300 miserable drunks at sea. Everyone thinks that they are special, but the truth is this. They are nothing. I have accepted it, and so should they. Out of the way! Jacobs, we are barely moved. We must concede the Batavia has stuck here. The ship will be going down before long. We need everyone off immediately. It's their only chance of survival. Perhaps, Pelsart. In truth, I do not believe we'll fare much better off this wreck. Okay, well, why don't you get the women and children off first, and then we can deal with the men in good time. We will sail to the islands nearby. Those islands? Are you not listening to me? Even from here you can see there is nothing for us there. They're desolate, featureless. And what other options are there? Do we remain on this festering wreck and allow hedonism and debauchery to take us all? Very well. Women, children, into the rafts. Men, for God's sake, wait your turn, or you have me and the soldiers to deal with. There will be enough rafts for everyone. Please, do not panic. Sailor, come over here. I need you to find my love, Swanty. 
Make sure she gets off the ship first. Understood, sir. The soldiers began to crowd the women and children like sheep being directed by dogs. Come on, hurry up. We don't have all day. Remember, boys, they're just ordinary people. Go easy on them for their sakes. Hey, little one, why don't you follow the others onto the boat? Okay, sir. Coming on this boat was a mistake through and through. This was my first assignment as private, leaving my home for garrison duty in Batavia. I was so excited to venture to the Far East, a journey few have ever made. I had heard stories from many a traveller, the exotic mixture of heat and humidity, the mysterious flora and fauna that fills one with adventure, and, of course, the strange yet gorgeous coloured women that roam around. Completely bare, I hear. How I yearned for such pleasures. Yet where have we landed? The stories didn't mention a barren, empty island. There's nothing but sand and scrub. It's not great. How we even came here, I don't know, but there just isn't time to ponder such big questions. Not, not until we figure this whole thing out. Talk about a trial by fire. Hey! Careful with that! Over here? Yeah, that'll do. Oi! From the island we had landed upon, the ship seemed unrecognizable. The mainsail had come down days ago. Anything of great weight had been dumped overboard in an attempt to lighten the ship and move it off the reef. We brought what food and valuables we could find in our haste to leave. But as we all finally came to terms with our situation, there were those, twenty or so, who remained on board the decrepit vessel including our dear undermerchant Cornelius, the last officer aboard. As I looked back at the wreck, I believed that this was an act of bravery, of pride. Oh, oh no. <laughs> In truth, Hayes was wrong. Cornelius was terrified of the ocean. It had kept him aboard for eight full days trapped like a caged bird. He leaned over the balustrade, nervously peeking at the dark waters below. Oh. Oh my. It's quite far down. The ship began breaking apart before Cornelius' very eyes. Oh god. Oh no. Oh! God, no! No. Cornelius knew his time had come. He had to jump. He readied himself taking in more precious areas he prepared to die. As the ship started sinking rapidly, he took the leap of faith. Geronimus? Geronimus, by God, is that you? Come, everyone, look who's washed up on our shores. <sighs> Under Merchant Cornelius, sir. We thought you were dead. I... well, we are glad to see you safe. There is a slight issue, unfortunately. Kalsad has forsaken us! He's gone off God knows where to find rescue! Probably saving his own skin, if you ask me. There's no need for such emotion, it helps no one. But yes. Kalsad and Jacobs took a group to Batavia, travelling in nothing but a longboat. A woman left too, Zwanti, I believe her name was. 
Jake has actually insisted that she's... What? They're in a longboat? Rowing to Batavia? That's ludicrous! What sort of commander would do that? And he's taken Jacob's too? What are we meant to do? Well, I mean, we've been surviving on the few rations that are left. The ship's been emptied of her cargo, you see. We're on good spirits. Some men have even begun earning their stripes as hunters. But while now you're here, you are the highest ranking officer. You want me to... With all due respect, Undermerchant, I don't want anything. There have been several others on the island singing your praises, however. Matty's Beer, Woodaloo's, that David Zivank. They want you to lead us, to look after the survivors. There isn't any true leadership, not yet. We were going to form a council, but everyone of importance has left with Palsard. If this is what the people want, well, I have to agree. It seems that the lawyer remained loyal after all. The mutiny has been left in a shambles. But alas, fate had it that I would lead these peasants no matter what. They have asked me to be their leader like some servile paupers. Come to think of it, with Pelsart and Jacobs out of the picture, well, this should be easier than I had ever imagined. <coughs> Very well, Private. I shall assume command henceforth. The gathered group of soldiers started to show me around the island that they have aptly named Batavia's graveyard. It was low-lying, only a couple of miles long by my estimates, and with nothing but a few scraggly shrubs as an excuse for greening. A young soldier named Weber Hayes seemed to have served the group well. Frankly, I must watch out for that boy. He has developed quite the rapport with them. They respect him. Why they do is beyond me. He is a nobody, a private of the VOC. His own senior, Corporal Jacob Peters, is nowhere to be seen. Hm. The pride of the VOC indeed. They have certainly been productive these past few days, however. Today, Hayes showed me their campsite. Using sheets of sail draped over wooden structures taken from the ship, they have created some fantastic tents. It was truly resourceful, I must admit. There was not even a single tree on the island. They had done well under Private Hayes. I really must watch out for that boy. Sir Cornelius, what do you think of our encampment? Hmm. Oh, oh, yes. Superb. I like what you've done with the place. Well now, Private Hayes, how are the food and water supplies? Not so lucky, I'm afraid. There just isn't any water on this island. We're at the mercy of the Lord with rain filling our barrels. If we're going to survive longer than a week, we'll have to find something, some sustainable source. But, Cornelius, the food is not quite so grim. The island is thriving with small pheasants. A few morsels of scrubland leave little places for them to hide. Better yet, there are hulking dolphins, two, maybe even three yards long. Oh, they are truly grand. One of them can feed the entire group for a night. They just lie on the rocks waiting to be eaten. Dolphins? On the rocks? Yes, the colossal grey creatures that lay on their stomachs, napping like gluttonous Spaniards. You mean seals? Um... Um, yes? Possibly. <sighs> Perhaps I overestimated my adversary. 
My dear husband Bedewan, I write these letters for you. Ever since we landed on this dreadful island, I have felt nothing but bored and lonely. The men have taken to calling it Batavia's graveyard. Oh, how grim. I'm worried this island shall become my graveyard should rescue never arrive. It is ugly and disgusting. The sand keeps getting in my shoes and there's nothing to see or do. I always imagined deserted islands to be tropical with exotic animals, delicious fruits and aromatic spices. A place where you and I could lay in peace, away from the stresses back home. Oh, but there I go again. There are worse things to be upset about. I have so few I can call friends now. Not since Pelsart left for his rescue mission. I spend most of my days having to put up with the leers and the stares of foul men and perverted boys. The other women? They're hardly good company. A lot like Zwanti, who has left, by the way. Ha, <laughs> some maid. Pedewin, in honesty, I don't feel very safe by myself anymore. Not since... Not since... Hello. Ah! Oh, I didn't mean to frighten Oh, for God's sake, who are you? You nearly scared me half to death. I'm very sorry, madam. My name is Andris. Andris de Vries. You shouldn't be here. Don't you, I don't know, have something useful to do? Why don't you go back to those scoundrel friends of yours? Oh, no, no, I'm no soldier, madam. Never had the heart for it, fighting and all. I usually sort of mill around, seeking out women to surprise. <laughs> Well, Mr. De Vries, you've certainly achieved your goal. Now, if you don't mind, I have a letter to finish. Ah, of course, madam. But uh, before I go, well, I didn't quite catch your name. That would be Lucretia. Well, nice to meet you, Lucretia. Well, the day when perhaps life on this island may not be so grim after all. Then I said to her, no, I want it fair and square. Hey, you did it. Then what happened? Well, she picked up a knife and... Well, hello, old friends. Cornelius, I thought you were dead. Shut up, Matties, you simpleton. The man speak. Hey, Wooter, who are you calling up? Yes, okay, please. Matties. Indeed, I am alive. Now, I see most of you have also made it after all the commotion, for which I am thankful. Unfortunately, I see the notable absence of our high boatswain Everett's. Did he perish? No, Cornelius. Pelsart was wise to our game after all. He had taken Everett's with him to be trialled in Batavia. Oh, the poor man shall be hung for his crimes, no doubt. Hung? <laughs> Come on, Wooter. Do you not see? Men, Pelsart is on a rowing boat, accompanied by our two most trusted allies, Jacobs and Everett. It's only a matter of time before they drown that arrogant fool and return to us with a rescue ship ripe for the taking. The Batavia, oh, she may be lost, but our plan, our mutiny, is still very much alive. Oh. <laughs> ha, well that is reassuring, Cornelius. I'm happy you brought up the mutiny once more. 
There is, however, a problem. <laughs> what? Apart from us being stranded on an island? Far from civilization? Seavank, <sighs> tell him what you saw. There's a drunk who tells tales of our plans. To all that will listen. What? What? Who is this drunkard? Yes, Rickett is his name. He hasn't just talked once. Ever since we came ashore, all he has been doing is talking. This morning I saw him chatting with Hayes and his soldiers. He had a lot to say about Jacobs. Bastard. Has he mentioned anyone else's name? Has... Has he mentioned my name? No. No, he hasn't. Well... Not yet, anyway. Why don't we just smack him in the head and be done with it? We need to silence him. We can't have a loose end like that roaming freely on our island. What? As in... Kill him? Is there a problem? Um... No, no, it's, it's just... Of course, it's the only way. Right, men? Good. But... Cornelius... How? Drown the fool. Why do I even write these diaries? Ugh. It's so menial. I suspect this will be my last entry. This damned island seems to be a curse and a blessing for me. I did not flee Holland for this filthy island of life, and yet it has presented itself as a golden opportunity to temper my leadership. I think what I must now instill in my men is their loyalty. True loyalty. Perhaps I can let some greater purpose course through their veins. Let them take pride in their servitude. <laughs> There's that word, though. Loyalty. How dare Rickard Wooter speak of our plans! These men should take their secret to their graves! For the good of us all! I never liked that man. He always drank far too much to keep a sound mind. Nobody crosses me and gets away with it. Nobody! 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 Oh, how I'll enjoy watching him die at our hands! He'll fight for Terrified for what has come for him. For who has come for him. He will know fear until the last dying breath. And then, and then, will drop his lifeless, empty corpse into the ocean where he will rot. No one will stand in my way. Oh, not after this. Oh, I really must stop writing these diaries. We've found it. What are you talking about? we found your diary. Ah. You write of murder in such an explicit manner, it disturbs me to even read. However, you've implicated yourself, you fool. So I'm going to let you tell me yourself what happened on those fateful first nights on the island. How did you convince your followers to become so barbaric? Who wields such power? All right, all right. Calm down. Hmm. Where to begin? Ah, yes. 
Rutalus entered my tent and asked me, Cornelius, the sun is setting. Perhaps it's a good time to start the fires? Of course, Rutal. Gather the men, women, and children. As the sun slowly set over the island, an orange haze enveloped us. Its beauty was undeniable. The survivors wandered aimlessly. Frankly, most of them failed to make themselves useful. They sat amongst each other, singing songs and talking of home. It was the first rest they had gotten since they had landed. Good for them. I had instructed some men to break into the wine and to kill some of those fat, lazy seals. That night, we were to feast. The taste was an acquired one, but actually, I have to say I really did enjoy a nice, juicy... Stupid cut! I do not want to hear about what you enjoy eating for dinner. What did you do to Raked Waters? How did you kill him? I don't know what you're talking about. There are a lot of men on the island. Name barely registers. Guards, I believe Cornelius has requested we waterboard him again. I'd hate to deny him such a pleasure. Keep going! I think he's still fasty! No! No! God damn it, no! Stop! <coughs> okay. I'll cooperate. Let me tell you what I said to them. Friend! It has come to my attention some of you were taken aback by my decision yesterday. Please, take heart. Tonight I want to tell you all a story. A tale about a man I knew back home. Terentius Vanderbeek. I hope that if you ever lay in bed at night, restless and troubled, you recount this tale to yourselves once more. You will remember that for every difficult decision I make, I think of Terentius Vanderbeek. So, what sort of man was this Terentius? To most, he was just an artist. His paintings stirred emotions in laymen and royalty alike. But to me, he was a leader, a lion among men enlightened beyond us all. He understood the foolishness of his religion, of our Catholicism. On many a night, we Adamites engaged in deeds most interesting. Large orgies coordinated by Terentius himself. He would watch over us with pride, painting the natural beauty on display. This was, in fact, our core belief. The freedom to engage yourself as you wish. That is God's truest desire. There can be no sin. What many perceive to be crimes and unsavory passions, we know are justified. Justified by God. Understand that what we own, we should share amongst one another, our women included, especially our women. Now, these thoughts, these ideals, in truth, they were too radical for the father. We were chased out of Holland. The magistrates wanted us hanged for our blasphemy and scandal. Our inspirational leader went into hiding, 
Where? I simply do not know. Perhaps we were too forward-thinking for Holland. But here, on Batavia's graveyards, my friends, let's start our own community here, away from the judgment of Catholics. You follow me, and truly, I promise you, we can have everything. But what about the others? There's hundreds on this island besides us. Aren't most of them Catholics? They'll fall. Voluntarily or otherwise. <laughs> Before you go, men, I wish to ask one more thing of you all. I want you to pledge yourselves to me. I must know who are my true allies after all. That, that makes sense. <laughs> to that end, do you pledge yourselves to me? To this cause of ours? Do you pledge to follow my teachings henceforth? And do you pledge to forsake your Catholic ways and to do my bidding, knowing full well what I ask of you, I ask only so that we may all thrive? Excellent! Then I hope you all have a wonderful night. Can I be the one to do it? Matty's dear ever shut up. I, I just... I wanted to be the one. <laughs> you sound like a child, Mattis. Quiet, Zivik! I think Wicked's tent is just up here. Aye, aye. Rika. Hey, Rika, wake up! <sighs> Who is it? It's me. Matties, come out. Uh, what? Who? I'm sleeping, you fool. Matties, get out of the... Listen, Rickett. We're going on a salvage trip back to the wreck. Special request from Cornelius. There's some valuables still on board. Are you listening to me? Huh? Why do you need me? And why now? Come now, we'll make it worth your while. Take all the jewels you want, just... Okay. All right. <clears throat> Fine. I'll come on your little voyage, Wooter. Quickly now. Stop tapping, Matties, won't you? Huh? Oh. Right. Yeah. It's a beautiful sunrise, isn't it? Truly a sight to see. I'm glad I came today, and I imagine the jewels would hurt either. <laughs> hey, what are you? Why have you stopped paddling? The Batavia's still way over there. Oh! Oh! Time, boys. <laughs> Get over here! No! Oh, wait! Know why we do this? Boy, you've spoken too much. It needs to end today. Fortunately, dead men can tell no tales.
break open a barrel of wine, won't ya? My lunch is going down as dry as a bone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, so right away. Oh dear, um... Sir... There isn't any left. What? You lie. How could we already run out? Alright boy, you better find something lying around this moment. Otherwise I'll string you up by- Hey, speaking of wine, has anyone seen Reekin around? Ah, Hayes. He must have gotten lost, I imagine. The island is quite a large place, after all. Oh, Undermerchant. Hello there. The island really isn't that large, though. I mean, I can see the other end from here. Perhaps someone should go look for him. He'll turn up, my friends. Take heart. Okay. Well, now that you're here, what should we do about the fresh water? It's only been a week and, well, we've only a barrel or two left. Cornelius, God has smiled upon us for days. But if it doesn't rain, we'll also come to dehydration very soon. Glad you brought it up. I was actually planning an expedition this very second to explore the island just west of here. Now, naturally, I myself can't go. No, 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 no. What would all these scared and confused people do without their magnanimous leader nearby? Right. Private Hayes, listen. I want you to go. You and your little detachment of soldiers. How many of you are there? I never really counted. Uh, Forty of us. Wait, so you want us to go exploring? Are you sure about that? Who will keep order on the island? Perhaps you should talk to Corporal Peters first. Nonsense. Forget about Peters. He's a fool. And please, leave order to me. Just, uh, leave your guns and weapons behind. After all, you need your arms free to carry those great barrels of water. I mean, it, it does sound quite exciting, I must admit. Okay, Undermerchant, you make a strong case. I'll round up the men tomorrow. Why, Dawdle? Today is as sunny as ever. Here, fellas. Yes, come here for a minute. Hayes, this is Zivank. I don't believe you've met. Zivank, men, help my good friend Hayes over here prepare the longboats. They're going on an adventure. Yes, sir, right away. Just drop them off, okay? The island will contain nothing. This is obvious. Morsels at best. They should be dead in a week or so. <laughs> Understood, sir. You want justice? I say they should be executed on the spot. No, we can't be! No, I think you are! Ridiculous! Three days the after the VOC soldiers departed for the Western insane. Island, the Island's council found themselves in the midst of a heated trial of two thieves. And who are you to decide that? We simply cannot go around killing people for a theft. A theft, Cornelius. Besides, who's to say that both Abraham and Arian over here should even be convicted? We've only heard one of the boys had broken into our wine barrels. The other is simply an accessory. These boys have stolen from us. They've put themselves first. And if they're willing to do it once, they're willing to do it once again. I can assure you. Abraham and Arian have lost my trust. Our trust. Listen, we must send a message that we must work together and not against each other. 
I'm voting against it. I'm sorry, but this is too far, Cornelius. They're just boys. It's not right. I'm voting against it as well. I'm sorry, Cornelius. <sighs> I too am voting against it. What do you say on the merchant? <sighs> you want to know what I say? I say this council of ours has lost its luster. All you pathetic old coulds do is argue against me. How dare you? Don't you forget who's really in charge here. You can all go back to your tents as far as I'm concerned. Forget about this childish council. You don't have the balls for it. Under merchant, please, you must see reason. And there's something else. This title, under merchant, you use. We are not with the VOC anymore. Who is here as my superior, hmm? Where's Pelsart? Jacobs? Nobody. It's just me. I wish to be referred to as your Captain General from here on. And as Captain General, I have decided the boys die. Tonight. Now, be gone. Wouter, Zivank, escort these cowards out. Captain General? Huh. Now that's something. Keep talking and you will die too. Now why are you still here? Be gone. Leave. Come now, don't cause a fuss, old man. Ah, not so rough. Oof. Oh, hey, Cornelius, you're insane. You hear me? You can't do this. You won't get away with it. <laughs> I already have. And so, that night, there he stood, Captain General Cornelius, alone on the beach, he basked in the moonlight, whiskey in hand. I've, I've done it! <laughs> I've done it! The island is mine! It's, 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 it's actually mine! <laughs> my, my kingdom! I'm like a king! I am a king! Less than a mile wide, Cornelius' dusty, withering kingdom beckoned him. His chest, full of Batavia's golden spices, lay nearby, nowhere to be spent. And yet, still, the deluded king celebrated, for in his mind, surely, this was to be the start of a new era. I can do as I please! Where? Where to begin? Oh. Oh, the possibilities. Ah, every king needs a queen. I shall choose a woman. No, two, no, three. <laughs> as many as I please. Oh, oh, praise be to God. Terentius, my dear friend, we cannot be stopped. Not now, not ever. Thank you for listening to episode 2 of The Mad King Cornelius. Batavia was written and created by Shabir Kambai and Paul Dixon. Starring Jeremy Hoskins as Geronimus Cornelius. Lachlan McIntyre as Francisco Pelsart. 
Hunter Rogers as Arian Jacobs and Wutaloos. Tali Makunde as Lucretia Vandemeyer. And introducing Will Collett as Private Weberhays. Alex Hoskerson as Andres de Vries. And James Robinson provided various voices. Jamie Palamountain was the sound engineer. Gen Kinoshita was our composer and our producer. Caitlin McGee was an executive producer. Rashna Farouk was our social media editor. Special thanks to Roni Radio and the ANU School of Music. And in particular, Matt Barnes and Craig Green. Thank you.